You're listening to 4 Z. This is the Women on the Edge series. We're, We're working, working together, together to bring, bring more women, women to radio. radio. Tune in for the next hour to hear our stories. One, two, three. Women on the Edge! Thanks for tuning in. I'm CJ and I'll be your host for the next hour as we get to know some of the women behind Women on the Edge. Let me know when to start. Oh, you can sit through your... Oh, you're listening to Women on the Edge, a series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. Hello, I'm Beth Hansen. I am with the Women on the Edge radio group. Hello, I'm Heather, a.k.a. Hacklock. You're listening to Women on the Edge, a series produced in collaboration with 4ZZZ and 4EB. We're working together to amplify women's voices. Thanks, team. So what is Women on the Edge? It's an audio training program just for women and non-binary folk to encourage more participation in radio. Every Friday morning for 15 weeks, a group of us have been getting together to learn about radio from 4ZZZ hosts Kim, Maddie, Lucy and Eleanor. Oh, and the station manager, Grace. We've spent most of our sessions learning about interview styles, recording equipment, planning and editing. The best bits have been the conversations. Some of them recorded, some not recorded. We've put our new skills to use to produce this podcast series where you'll meet women in trade, art makers, survivors, women living with Parkinson's, mothers, social workers and journalists, all coming together to support and inspire each other. So how did the program come about? Who better to tell us than the creators and participants? So first up, here's my chat with the organisers Kim and Lucy and participant Celeste. This was recorded at The Edge for Women on The Edge. My name's Kim Stewart and I've been producing radio at 4ZZZ for nearly 20 years now and I'm a trainer with the Community Media Training Organisation. Hi, uh, my name is Lucy Chavinsky. Uh, I have only been producing radio at 4ZZZ for about 18 months. And uh, she's better than me already. That is not true, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a journalism student and uh, somehow managed to fall into doing some radio journalism as taught by the lovely Kim Stewart. Hi, I'm Celeste McIntosh. Um, I'm currently a, a volunteer broadcaster at, at Radio 4 EB, another community radio station here in Brisbane. Um, I've had some work done with other community radio stations back in Asia. So, 4 EB is a, is a multicultural um, radio station based in Kangaroo Point here in Brisbane. So we have about over 70 language groups there at wow. the moment. So I'm part of the Filipino group. I'm just going to come back to uh, Kim. Now, I just want to ask you, why a radio training program for women? Well, we have a bit of a gender imbalance at 4ZZZ. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a look at the gender balance of the different shows that we've got, and it was about 70% men and 30% women. So, you know, I've been mulling that over for a few years before I got to the decision that we needed to take some action on that. Mm. How is that 30% changing? Have you seen it grow much in your time that you've been with 4ZZZ? I think it has. You know, we've had female station managers what seems like forever, but in the last couple of years, I think we are getting a lot more women coming forward and and wanting to have their voices heard, which is great. Excellent. And as one of those women who's come forward to have her voices heard, the (laughs) award-winning, award-winning program Brisbane Line. Oh, stop it. (laughs) That's a, uh, a brand new award, by the way, so we'll um, be looking at for everything we possibly can. Um, what attracted you to uh, join 4ZZZ and to broadcast your program through there? 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so my dad was a big listener to 4 Z, and I kind of grew up with the station. And then when I left school, I kind of decided that I'd like to somehow be involved. So I just kind of threw myself into the youth announcer training. Didn't think anything would really come of it until I sat in on Saturday Brisbane Line with Craig, who is now my co-host, and the lovely Craig Garrett said, look, there are are very few women on a Saturday and he said you know you're a journalism student would you be interested in coming in a bit more frequently and then maybe producing some stories and so I was just really really lucky to be asked onto Saturday Brisbane Line and you know there's been I've seen other females kind of come and go from the Brisbane Line team but at the moment, I'm the only woman across the whole week for uh, for Brisbane Line. Yeah, it's kind of been interesting to see that shift. But, you know, in seeing the incredible skills of the women in this this course, you know, it, it'd be really nice to see some fresh blood. Just some friends, man. Just some friends. <laughs> round, round, up and down, through the streets of your a quick song break from our chat with Kim, Lucy and Celeste from the Women on the Edge training program. This is Ordinary Girl from the Pink Tiles. You're listening to CJ for Women on the Edge and Zed Digital.
This is CJ for Women on the Edge. That was Kim's request for the pink tiles, Ordinary Girl. Before that, you were listening to my chat with Kim, Lucy and Celeste from our Women in Radio training program. I asked my guests what they think holds back women in radio. I've got a good idea because I've been doing it for so long. Some of the things that have stopped me participating over the years, having babies. You know how hard it is to breastfeed a baby while you're on air and I've done it. The dominance of young men who want to be rock stars, especially at Triple Z. You probably don't get it at 4EB, but at Triple Z there's lots of people who are in bands and, and being on the radio is part of their promotional strategy for their bands, I guess. And the difficult hours. Often you're going to have to go in at night or, you know, during the times when you might be trying to pick your kids up from school or whatever. And those things, we don't really have a way around. Mm. You've just got to try and squeeze it into your life. So basically the same reasons that prevent women from participating. Nearly every aspect of the area of life. So (laughs) um, in terms of the percentages of women in in 4EB, do you see that same kind of 70-30 split or is it different with the the 70 different uh, sort of groups that are represented there? Yeah, I think it's different per language group. Well, actually, in our group, we have certainly more women than than men. So I think there are a few more other language groups who are, who are pretty much the same in terms of the demographic. They tend to attract more more female um, broadcasters. Why do you think that that's the case across different uh, different cultures? I think primarily because with uh, with migrant communities, they're always looking for opportunities to sort of connect. And with female, we're, I, th- I suppose we, we value re- building relationships with uh, with our own community groups. I mean, that's my assumption. That's certainly my motivation for, for joining the group. So if this program could achieve its absolute ideal goals, what would this group look like in a couple of years' time? Um, I'd really like to say that you know, everyone gets their voice heard on radio, whether they're consistent contributors, whether they all have their own show or whether, you know, just being a lot more active and a lot more involved in the running of community radio, particularly, you know, 4 Z and 4EB. Yeah, you know, Kim mentioned before that there is that gender imbalance at 4 Z and just, just having just some more women, just even just around the station, just more female voices on community radio in Brisbane. And actually, that's one of the goals I had of this was that at the end of this, hopefully everyone could pre-produce their own show. And we have two stations at Triple Z. We've got Z Digital as well as the FM station. And that's an opportunity to make a show in your own time. So you don't have to worry about picking up kids from school or whatever. You can do it in your own time and just send it in. And so that's why I thought this might be a good way of getting more women involved. This is CJ and you've been listening to my chat with Kim, Lucy and Celeste about the inspiration and purpose behind the Women on the Edge series. If that hasn't fired up your eardrums, let's take a listen to a little number that surely will. This is Joan Jett with Bad Reputation.
That was the queen of rock and roll, Joan Jett, doing what she want to do with the 1981 track, Bad Reputation. I'm CJ, and you're listening to Women on the Edge. If you're still not sure why we need programs to educate and inspire women with radio and audio technology, this huge Joan Jett rock anthem was ranked as only the 29th best song in the world by VH1 in 2009. That's the highest position held by a woman on that list, a mainstream rock countdown. Heart Stuck In at position 35 featuring Anne and Nancy Wilson and Amy Lee and Jen Majura from Evanescence at position 83 with Bring Me To Life. That's all. Three out of 100 songs. A few years later, VH1 tried again with The Hard 100 Revisited. I Love Rock and Roll came in at position 52 and Heart made it all the way to number 23. Only two this time. Representation matters. We can't be what we can't see or in this case, here. If there was uh, something that uh, you could tell somebody who was interested in getting into radio but was a little bit nervous about getting started, uh, what would that be? Don't worry if someone has told you you've got a silly voice. Let that be your inspiration. Uh, I would just say it's, it's nowhere near as scary as it sounds. You know, you don't... You, can't see all the listeners you know you're just sitting there talking to yourself and that I think is a beautiful thing um yeah basically just just do it and you know you know nobody ever knows all the sides of the story so you always have an opportunity to tell one side that's that's not heard so you give voices to people who just don't have it that's all People Excellent. love to tell their stories. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's too easy, really, isn't it? People love yeah. to talk about themselves. Yeah. And the people who don't usually get the chance to do so are often the ones that have the most interesting stories to oh, tell. Absolutely. So yeah. That oh. is why we are here.
Sexual assault can happen to anyone. The Brisbane Rape and Incest Survivors Support Centre provides counselling and other services to women 15 years and older who have experienced sexual violence at any time in their lives. Services include telephone counselling, information and referrals, individual support and counselling, support groups and workshops. If you need some support or want to learn how to support a friend or family member, you can call the Brist Support Line on 3391-0004 or visit their website www.brissc.org.au. Brist is supported by 4ZZZ and Women on the Edge.
You're listening to CJ. That was the Cranberries with Dreams, and this is the Getting to Know You episode of Women on the Edge, a community radio training program and series for women. So this next bit, it's a little weird, introducing an interview of myself. But this quick five-minute chat was our very first practice interview after our recording studio induction. We talked about interview styles and listened to some examples before all 15 of us entered the small studio. Alison and I aren't known for our shyness, so we eagerly broke the ice while the audience watched and listened on. Let's have a listen to our unedited practice, our very first interview in the Ed Studios. We're going to follow that with some old school Courtney Love and Hole with Violet. Oh God, ah! Like I'm warning you guys, this is... And then her being interviewed about the, about the whole 60 minutes. La, 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 la. It was like her and Vicky. It is hilarious. Oi, I'm warning you guys, this is getting recorded now, is what I'm saying. Welcome to Women on the Edge. Today we're going to be introducing the lovely CJ. Tell us a bit about yourself, CJ. Well, I am... Oh, no, that's too broad. I can't start there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am here participating in a um, program called uh, Women on the Edge, which is a, a women's uh, radio training program. Um, which I find uh, is really helpful with my work in online content production. So here to learn as many skills as I can and, and figure out how to put them into practice. How has your day been going, CJ? Pretty good so far. We have been learning interview techniques. So we're trying to figure out you know, how to improve our questions and answers and in a conversation-style interview. Um, and also, what do you do and what do you like about what you do? Um, so... In, so from my work perspective, what I do um, is I manage um, online communication. So basically all types of things around websites and social media and, and the internet. Um, in a personal perspective, I like anything creative. I love drawing, photography, um, and exploring my local community of West End. What got you into it? And i got a question. What do you like about the suburb called West End? Everything, really. <laughs> Um, it's such a great community feel. Um, we call it the 4101 for those who are you know, in, <laughs> in the know of our local kind of region. Um, we have a lot of community groups in our area, so you can always participate um, in activities in your community. Um, a lot of people know each other. You can walk along the street and say hello to a lot of people that you know and um, things like that. So I really love being a part of, part of the community and contributing to the West End community. What do you think W-O-E is it bad? <laughs> women w -O -E. on the edge. <laughs> we missed a letter. We missed, uh, we missed Women the on the edge. It's what okay. do you think it's bad? We can be women on edge. Um, <laughs> well, for, for me, it's about um, bringing um, a group of women together who are all interested in um, doing something within the radio space. So um, I like that, you know, we... we we have people from a lot of different uh, different backgrounds and careers and industries, but we're all interested in the same same topic. So, how did you get involved? And also, what's your favourite thing about WOFE? Woof, woof. <laughs> we could be woof. Oh, we have so many cool names. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't want to copy your answer from before and say that my favourite thing is the people. So um, I'm going to say that my favourite thing is having three hours dedicated every week and being completely present here at 
this space for those three hours. So I think that that would be my favourite thing. And I heard about it on Facebook. Um, a friend of mine shared it, um, wasn't able to participate herself, so I jumped in and she didn't get to. So what are you hoping are. to get out of it? <laughs> what I'm hoping to get out of it is um, the skills that we're learning in terms of improving our interview um, techniques. Um, definitely the inspiration that um, um, we're definitely getting from being a part of, of a like-minded uh, group of people. Um, and yeah, just an improved, um, improved techniques, basically, for producing audio content. Is it something you think you'll continue in the future after this um, program's finished? Definitely in some capacity, and I guess part of what I'm here to figure out is what that capacity will be. I love audio um, content, I love the internet, um, so that seems like a natural place to, to go, but um, open to opportunities and the synchronicity of being here with a group of people who, who have that same sort of sort of goal. Yep. So. And what are you on the last and final question, CJ? What are you on the edge of? And also, what have you got planned for this coming weekend? Okay, well, <laughs> what I'm on the edge of, um, so I like to say greatness. Always <laughs> on the edge of greatness. Um, that's that's probably the best best summary of I, I can give is always trying to be on the edge of uh, something positive and something new and something exciting. That's all. Thank you. For, well, that's the end of the interview. Thank you for coming in, CJ. Now, Kim will just press end or someone will. Thanks for having us. And the sky was made of amethyst. And all the stars are just like little fish You should learn when to go You should learn how to say no Just how this feels
That was Courtney Love and her band Hole with the 1994 hit Violet. Before that was Women on the Edge participant Alison with our first fun practice interview for the series. Not all of our conversations were funny, but they were all inspiring and informative as we got to know each other and see the world differently through each other's stories. I want you to meet another of these incredible women, Madonna. I worked in medical research communication at the time, and Madonna is a participant in many medical research studies. This led us to discuss at length on several occasions the importance of quality of life research and initiatives in a health industry that's so focused on hope and cures. My show is ultimately about the concept of bringing more quality of life initiatives to people with Parkinson's, especially in Brisbane, Queensland wide as well. Mm. You know, I was diagnosed at 46 with young onset Parkinson's mm. disease. Very young. Yeah, it is young and, mm. you know, I've got a long life and a, mm. a full life ahead of me. And there's therapies that we can be doing, you know, that will help us be the best we can be. Mm. It's but really is there a, a cure? No, there's no cure, no. But so many millions of dollars have been spent in researching and um, promoting organisations, you know, mm. that, are, that are searching for the cure. Mm. And while that's great... Um, it is wonderful and people are very generous and and the research is really coming through. Mm, mm. It's an essential part. It is. It mm. is essential um, and it's very important. And, you know, the drugs and therapies that we're on today are, you know, only here because of that mm -hmm. research. Mm. Um, but it's the quality of life initiatives will that can get us out and mm. be there doing... Um, all sorts of things, you mm. know, whether it's painting or singing in a group or mm. uh, photography, mm. non-contact boxing, mm. yoga, tai chi. Yeah. You know. It's those specific initiatives that are set up that take into account the challenges that those specific groups of people have that are participating. So for, you know, for Parkinson's, obviously, boxing's probably not going to be good if there's contact involved. So, no. it's, it, you know, just slightly customising things can really make a big difference, can't it? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of punching going on, but no one's being punched. It's the bag, it's the focus mitts. Yeah, so mm. it's it's really good. And fun. the rhythm. The rhythm is good. Mm. Yeah, we're um, we're right into it, and we've had our third week. And I think the best weeks are when we have the music going. You know, I the tiger and um, yeah. Um, yeah, the Rocky music. gets fired music. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah do yeah, your own Rocky montage. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to put something together because, um, yeah, it really makes us go for it. And, um, yeah, it's really good fun. Are there other activities that you participate in as well as the boxing that are specifically engineered for Parkinson's? I'm in a Parkinson's uh, voice project. So it's called um, Sing to Beat Parkinson's mm -hmm. and it's an international research project that started a few months ago. And in Brisbane, in the Brisbane area, there's three groups that have been singing every week. And at the start of the program, we, you know, our individual voices were recorded for depth, pitch, you know, strength. And then after so many months of singing, they were recorded again. And, you know, the, the outcomes were all really improved. And this is... Um, very important for people with Parkinson's because their voices get quieter mm -hmm. and they start to speak a lot faster. Okay. So with singing, you know, it's a very um, 
uh, everything's intentional, mm-hmm. you know, and the way we're breathing and the way we're producing sound is, is mm. very important. Yeah, And it's so fun as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the whole concept of getting together and singing and, and having such a joyful morning is Absolutely. just really, really special. And yeah. it, it sounds like that is a really good combination of the, the two sort of areas that we've been talking about. So while research is extremely important to be able to understand what's going on and to be able to progress that understanding mm. at the same time, you're then getting a benefit as well you're getting to be around people who share your experiences and everybody loves to sing yeah even if you can't yeah (laughs) and uh, we weren't asked what our singing was like you know everyone's just got together and singing pretty happy songs you know uh, and you go away feeling very good and Mm. you know the connections that we've made with other people Mm. are you know really special and Mm. I think that that makes a difference for people with Parkinson's Mm. because the alternative is to sit at home and feel bad and Mm. and miss out miss out Mm. yeah that's right yeah so Mm. really it's a sort of a case of life being it Mm. yeah Mm. and if if you could tell um tell people something to help them better understand Parkinson's and to be able to be more supportive of you what would that be I would say be compassionate. Yeah. You might see someone who's looking a bit strange. Um, don't stare at them because, you know, every, everyone um, has, has issues of some sort. So looking at someone because they're a little bit different does not help. And for the person with Parkinson's, just give that person who's looking at you a smile and a wave. And, you know, they might come over and talk to you or... They might just think, oh, well, that was a friendly person, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, I'd just say be understanding and show some compassion. That was Madonna and our chat about health, quality of life and the reality of living with a disease, condition or disability. You can learn more about Madonna, Parky Radio, Sing for Parkinson's and Contactless Boxing in Madonna's Women on the Edge podcast episode. Let's take a break with an anthem for strong, invincible women everywhere from that strong, invincible woman herself, Helen Reddy. I am woman. I am woman, hear me roar In numbers too big to ignore And I know too much to go back and pretend Cause I've heard it all before And I've been down there on the floor No one's ever gonna keep me down again Well, yes, I'm wise But it's wisdom for the pain Yes, I paid the price But look how much I gained If I have to, I can do anything I am strong It only serves to make me more determined to achieve my final goal And I come back even stronger, not a novice any longer Cause you've deepened the conviction
was Helen Reddy with her 1971 release, I Am Woman, selling one million copies in 1972, during what was later called the counterculture movement. In the early 2000s, she told the Sunday Mail that the song was inspired by all these strong women in my family who had gotten through the depression and world wars and drunken, abusive husbands. The song was released in a time where roles and inspiring music for women was even more limited than today, and we're grateful that Reddy chose to use her voice to roar. Another voice that roared during our Women on the Edge radio training program is Beth. We're all shaped by our experiences, and for Beth, that was growing up in a remote area of the Philippines. I asked Beth about her childhood, family and culture, a world away from the city tech hub where we sat for the interview. I came from a very remote village in the Philippines, in the northern part of Luzon, which is the Cordillera region and uh, the province of Abra. In my village, there's only a few houses and a new, and few people. We don't have electricity. We don't have any means of transportation. When we go to the big town, uh, we used to get uh, horses and we walk for miles. Uh, I was born there, so I only lived there until I was 12, but then we went to a boarding school and we went to high school. So we only go back to the village on school holidays. And then after our high school uh, uh, studies, uh, my parents uh, sent us to Manila to study at university. And then we did the same. But during this uh, time that I was there studying in uh, secondary and uh, tertiary education, we didn't have any electricity still, and we still have to walk, so we still struggle. Now, when I came to Australia after working in Manila for a few years, we still do not have electricity in the village, but in the main town, they already have electricity, and some of them have a solar system and the transportation can go into uh, the, the, the village, uh, not in the village, in, in the town. Mm-hmm. But that's only during uh, uh, summer season, like Christmas. Uh, my mom and dad, they are farmers and we have land. And we have people farming our land. But when my sister, because my sister is a nurse, when she started schooling, nursing during her time was so very expensive. That's why all our animals got sold and uh, all the money spent for my sister. But she promised my dad to help us, like the younger siblings, mm-hmm. to go to finish our education, yeah. and to go to university, finish our education, and we did. So mm-hmm. all of my siblings, were eight in the family, we all finished college. Yeah, she helped uh, pay our wow. tuition fees. Wow. What an, so for eight, eight children to be able to, to go to university, <laughs> yeah. what a system. That's what really happens when people work together, isn't it? Yes. You also mentioned, um, you mentioned when you were talking uh, earlier that um, your grandmother was one of the most beautiful women in the village and so therefore that made her um, quite a powerful sort of woman within the village yeah. and you mentioned she was the the queen of the province yes so what, what she was beauty queen of the whole yeah. province and she was only 15 or 16 at the time yeah. she was the most beautiful woman at the uh, at her era has that inspired the career that you have chosen to sort of pursue a little bit with your your mm. personal business that you have uh, not really because i didn't know that my grandmother was that it's only now that uh, we knew and i saw the photos because my brother sent us the photos Something else you said is that there's three rivers, but no bridges. <laughs> in summer, 
uh, the water is not high. Okay. Yeah, so it can cross. It's yeah. only up to waist, uh, you know, waistline, or yeah. you can cross it. But during uh, rainy season, there's no way you can uh, cross the river. There are some hanging bridges, but you cannot really carry a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah, you can only carry a backpack or food. Yeah. So you came home for, for school holidays and you got to basically help the cows across the, across the river. That doesn't sound like much of a break from school, does it? <laughs> Actually, we never do that. We just, right. we just went, when my, uh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, we just went to the farm and harvest the rice. But we didn't really do the hard, hard work yeah. of being a farmer. Yeah. This is CJ for Women on the Edge, and that was my chat with Beth about the journey from her remote home in the Philippines to the concrete and glass jungle of Brisbane City. As we talked about the importance of a single bridge to expand the opportunities for food and trade in Beth's isolated community, we looked out on Bridge Spaghetti, the twisting, weaving metal of the five bridges that cross the short stretch of the Brisbane River outside the edge. In contrast to the awe experienced by Beth, on the other side of the river, our next participant, Shona, investigated the gentrification of Fortitude Valley as our once active music and cultural hub falls victim to a particularly aggressive and deceptive form of progress. Shona tells us a bit about her podcast. I really love uh, radio. I think it's really, really exciting. Um, I also think the world of podcasts is really powerful in bringing us the world in a lot of ways. But... I think there's a real, um, I think there's real potential for exploring the community around us. And I got really excited about this program because I think community radio in particular is really powerful in connecting us to the local community and what's happening. Can often take it for granted that we know what's going on when we really don't. And the way that the media is structured, it's easier to find out things which are happening on the other side of the world than what's happening in our own backyard. And that can also give us a pretty distorted view of the world too. Now I know that uh, you're working on a, um, a program for the Women on the Edge series that uh, is about one of our most loved local areas here in Brisbane, Fortitude Valley. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what it is that you're going to be uh, focusing on in that program? Sure, so I live near the valley um, and I walk through it and travel through it and spend time in it. And it seems to have changed a lot in recent years and I really wanted to explore what's driving that change and how it's affecting local communities. And doing the program's been really, really interesting because uh, I sort of had my own perception of the valley, which is this wonderful meeting place where you can have immigrants and business people and people who are sleeping rough and uh, musicians and artists all kind of moving through this one space and I guess in approaching the story I was also you know it, it felt like that space is changing this really special part of Brisbane is morphing mm. and I really wanted to understand if what I was seeing was how other people were seeing Fortitude Valley as well so um, mm. I spent a lot of time in the valley over the last couple of months and spoken to a lot of different people and what I've figured out is everyone has a really strong no no one has no comment when you ask them mm. about Fortitude Valley mm. um, and so it's been really interesting getting perspectives from different people on what's driving the change and, and how it's impacting them and their community. While Shona investigated some of the reasons behind decisions and developments in the valley, another Women on the Edge participant, Heather, pushes to keep the local art scene active and connected with her show Art Cart. 
Let's hear about what Heather has planned and how her art keeps her connected to community and place. Hi, my name's Heather and I have always been someone who listens to a lot of radio. These days I also listen to a lot of podcasts. So when I saw that um, this program was starting up, I thought it was time to actually, you know, explore that interest and get involved. Like I really love the very informative ones like Radio Lab, but I also really love ones that are just people chatting uh, because having them sort of in your ear, it's quite personal and you feel like you're um, building up a, like a personal relationship with that person. What, uh, what do you think's missing from podcasts? What's not there that you're looking for? Oh, it's all uh, white boys and <laughs> talking about games. Okay, there are a few other things as well, but there needs to be... I think more uh, more diverse voices. So mm. how does your audio uh, passion and your visual passion connect? Yes, I'm a visual artist. So um, I thought I could talk about art rather than just showing art um, and talking about art events and talking about artists and how we structure our lives and we structure our money um, and uh, just everything revolving around the lifestyle of mm-hmm. being an artist in Brisbane. So Heather, as a, a visual artist, mm-hmm. um, what's what's your involvement been um, with Fortitude Valley and with the way the art community sort of has evolved or evolved out of and evolved into over the time in Fortitude Valley? Well, it is a real creative hub. Um, a lot of the events that I've done, like group exhibitions and sort of pop-up shows have been centred around the valley. And Triple Z is also has their building in the valley. So there's a lot of events connected to Triple Z um, that are, you know, about the local community and they also bring in the local arts community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, uh, there's uh, still plenty of opportunities that are there oh, and yeah. they never go away from the valley, but they just evolve and, and change, which we're, we're going to hear a lot about from Shona. This is CJ and that was my interview with Heather. We're from Women on the Edge, a radio training program made for women by women with thanks to the Community Media Training Organisation, 4ZZZ and The Edge at Queensland State Library. Before Heather, we heard from Beth, Shona, Madonna, Kim, Lucy and Celeste. You can hear more from these incredible, inspiring women in our podcast series on Zed Digital. We're going to be heard one way or another. Here's Blondie to wrap up this episode with the 1979 hit, One Way or Another. I'm CJ, and you've been listening to Women on the Edge. you
was produced as part of the Women on the Edge Community Radio Training Group at the Edge State Library of Queensland. It was funded by the Community Broadcasting Foundation and supported by 4EB and 4ZZZ.